SC-1138 is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to another episode. We are at episode 38. No, I already messed it up. 37. <laughs> 38's next week. Right. Um, <laughs> as per usual, I am Arc Trooper 5, and I've got my counterpart, Commander Quatros. Commander Quatros here, human cyborg relations <laughs> for his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting longer. Yeah, but you miss the beep boops. Oh, the uh, beep boop 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 boop. There you go. <laughs> My week uh, isn't complete if I don't hear that. <laughs> right. Hopefully, I'll get some more stuff I can tack on. Get right. my own little sounder thing going. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I guess we should probably, you know, do a little. Uh, is it a recap of the the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, our results. Yeah, the results for round one. Round one is over. It's in the books. Right. And we have results. So, Commander, why don't you give us the results of Imperial March Madness? Yeah, well, it was a rousing success. Uh, people went out and voted. Thank you very much. Um, we, uh, we, we, this is, this is, these are your votes. This is uh, not us tampering or anything. We're uh, we left it completely up to you guys, and uh, we're excited that it seems like overall you and us we're all on the same page. Like who's who are the higher all the higher seated uh, Jedi and Sith beat their lower seated um, uh, opponents. So were any of them close? There was some close ones. Yeah. Um, okay. I just I, I checked really quick just now, so I, I didn't look it over. The closest one I think was Revan, Darth Revan, and Darth Bane. Oh yeah, there was a fifty-seven percent to forty-three percent. Really? There, yeah, there was one time, I believe yesterday, where Darth Bane was actually beating Darth Revan. It would have been our 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 one and only upset. Oh no way! Yeah, because they were tied like a couple days ago, right? Right. They were tied too. Wow! So, so, so you got people on both sides there, which is kind of cool. Very cool. But um, there was a couple of shockers. A um, couple people didn't even get votes. Um, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano and uh, and Ray. Really? I don't, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, they got zero votes between them. Um, I don't know. It's kind of odd. That's very odd. Well, okay. So Ray was up against Obi-Wan. Oh, right? and, and I'm sorry. And Asajj Ventress got no votes. Really? Yeah. Like all our females. Wow. Did not get represented. I don't know. What's up with that, man? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm at a loss for that. I would have thought out of, out of those three, I would have thought Ahsoka would have, I don't know if she would have beaten Luke Skywalker. 
but I, I, I would have expected her to have a few votes at least. Right. Yeah, me too. I mean, I thought, I thought, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we just saw her on the Mandalorian and she was, you know, praised for coming back in live action and, um, you know, everybody loves her from the clone wars and, but uh, I guess those people decided to not to not to vote. Yeah, or or everyone looked at it like you know we did because I mean you had Luke ranked higher than her, so you know in a in a battle, you know if everyone's thinking these two are fighting, not who their favorite character is, then yeah, I could see that you know being all in on Luke, especially because you said it was Luke you know, after return of the Jedi, you know, right. he was at his, at his highest point. So I guess that all, it makes sense, but it's still a surprise. Very that no much one, surprise. that no one voted for any of the, any of the, the female characters. I'm really surprised. Yeah. Um, I guess if they're looking at, yeah, for battles for sure. Um, but, um, we've had some females win some battles with, with, with men, I mean, Ahsoka beat Maul, right? Know? Kylo Ren beat Ray, right? Well, the, the other way around, Ray beat Kylo Ren. That's, yeah, I did that last week too. I'm like <laughs> backwards again. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> she beat him a, a couple times, right? Yeah. So, and Asajj is definitely, you know, survived against Obi Wan and, and Anakin, right? They fought. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know, if you put her up against Sidious, which is what we had the matchup as. Right. I mean, he's going to, like I said last week, I, I find it hard to believe anybody, at least on the side of the Sith, would be Darth Sidious. Um, which I guess we'll find out this coming week. Uh, I don't remember who he's going up against, but. Darth Revan. Revan. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about the, the the week two matchups in a second here, right? But uh, so um, so uh, just to just to go through the results real quick, Yoda beat um, Grogu, which you know to me is a shocker. Yeah, because but I guess if you're thinking of battle, that's cool. If uh, if you're thinking popularity, I'm sure it'd be a little closer. Uh, um, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. I figured he would win on popularity votes. <laughs> but, okay. Luke beat Ahsoka. Anakin beat Mace, which we got to see in the in the prequels. Two for two there. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Obi-Wan beat Rey. Um, Palpatine, Skywalker, I, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what to name her, but Rey. We all know Ray. Um, and then on the Sith side, um, Darth Sidious beat Asajj Ventress, which is, um, we talked about. Darth Revan beat, uh, barely beat um, Darth Darth Bane. Mm-hmm. So that that was our closest matchup. And then um, Maul beat uh, Darth Tyrannus, or as we know, Dooku. Um, and then, uh, which is good, some you know, some payback there, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Vader beat uh, Kylo, his grandson. He showed him a thing or two. That whippersnapper. See <laughs> <laughs> around, kid. It's kind of funny that I didn't. I honestly didn't think the Revan and Bane one would get much uh, 
attention. Like, did it show how many votes we got for it? Or, um, I think we did. Um, we got um, seven votes. Wow. That one. Yeah. Awesome. So it must have been four to three on that one because it was 53%, 57% to 43%. Very cool. So apparently our listeners uh, like some EU characters, although they are canonized now, but you know what I mean. Right. Then they're aware. They know the, they know the, uh, the full spectrum of uh, Sith. So that's good. Right on. So our round two. Round two. Fight. Round two is going to be on the Jedi side. We've got um, number one, Yoda, going up against number four, Luke Skywalker. Oof. Yep. And then number three, Anakin, going up against number two, Obi-Wan. Ah, okay. So we'll get to kind of replay that battle. I mean, we, we know who wins between those two, but, you know, the environment had a lot to say about that outcome. You know, let's let's do like a neutral playing field, like a not a uh, a lava planet. What that can come into play? Let's let's say it's a uh, you know just a regular battle area arena, if you will. <laughs> well, you got to think too. This is to Jedi. It's not it's not the same as the Revenge of the Sith when they fought because he was Darth Vader at that point. So, oh right. So there's uh. It'll be a different Anakin going into this fight, which might change that outcome. Right. Maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. Um, oh, a balanced a Jedi, I guess. Instead of someone who's, you know, teetering off the deep end there. Yeah. Could and be then, interesting. Yeah. Could be a good. Uh, we're going to find out. So uh, look for more polls to come out on the, for the Jedi side. And uh, be ready to vote for your uh, who who you think would win. Um, then we got uh, on the Sith side. The matchups are going to be Darth Sidious versus Darth Revan. Interesting. Yeah, which you you know you know more about Revan. You think you think Revan has a chance here? Uh, I mean, I think it would be close. If anything, it would be a close one because. I think, you know, Revan is is one of the more powerful Sith out there. But I just I have I have a hard time thinking anyone's gonna beat Sidious. I really do. I, I just I mean he is there's other non canon Sith out there that could probably beat him, but as far as canon goes, I think he's got it. Bane, I think Bane might have given him a a, a good run for his money too though. So, I don't know. That that one's the one I'm interested in the most. Okay. Um, and then the matchup, the final matchup, Maul getting his revenge against Darth Vader, you know. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Something we uh, think we've always wanted to see is those two fight. It'd be a nice battle. Mm-hmm. With, with, with these two uh, Sith going at it, with either of these two Sith, does the um, does the universe survive? <laughs> yeah, probably just, not. <laughs> yeah, probably. they just throw everything at 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 the opponent. That uh, world would get, uh, you know, would collide, and 
I mean, I, I just see just like massive destruction, uh, piles yeah. of rubble, lightning force all over the place, at least on the Palpatine side. And does he, ha- does Revan have the force lightning? I mean, is he that powerful? Um, I know he's that powerful, but I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't know what's canon. I know that, you know, in, I don't know. I'm trying to think if he used it in the video game. I don't remember, to be honest. Uh, either way, I think it'd just be insane destruction, like you were saying. I, I kind of, so. I kind of see, and I don't know if you've seen uh, the Man of Steel movie, but like when Superman's fighting Zod in the city, and they're just destroying buildings, and everything's just insane destruction. That's kind of what I see going on with these Sith fighting each other. Yeah, if you see these two Sith squaring off. You better get to a bunker or something underground <laughs> or maybe right. leave the planet or, or the system because I could see it all coming crashing down at, by the end of the of the battle. Because unlimited power, it's, it's, it encompasses a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so wait, who was Luke going up against? Luke was going up against uh, Master Yoda. Oh. Mm. And... And His that's little like a, green friend. Yeah. So he's, he'll get some like, um, you know, he'll get some one-on-one against his, uh, his trainer. And, uh, and this is Yoda at um, Re- Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith, Sith going up against Mandalorian Luke Skywalker at the height of his power, his prime. Yeah, that's see, that's another, I think that one's got I'll definitely be paying attention to that. That's interesting. Yeah. And if people vote again with their, with a battle in mind, I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be a close one. I think, Mm -hmm. I think all of these are going to be close. Right. So the more votes, the better, I think. And if you got like a, a guaranteed surefire, like, yeah, no, this guy would totally win type of character. Um, I would definitely get out there and make sure you get your votes in and, and don't let it come down to lower numbers because, I mean, you might get someone advanced that, you know, probably shouldn't. So even though I think any of these characters, all, all uh, what do you got, eight left? They could, I think all eight could probably win this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we definitely got the the more powerful ones in there. I don't think we got any Cinderella's. <laughs> no. I'm I'm going. No, nah, I don't want to pick. Never mind. I don't want to influence anybody's votes. So never mind. I'll yeah. I'll wait till I'll wait till it's over to say who my pick is. And once again, we're going to be putting the polls up on Twitter. So if you did it before, you know, you know, you know the routine. Um, and then we're going to put a little link on to Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. So if you're on Instagram, you know, follow us on Clone Army Radio. And then you'll see the link and you can just put your comments in there and, and that's how we read those. And if you want to email, you know, you can always email too who you think would win and then we'll do it for the following week. So we're coming, we're, you know, we're getting, we're getting down to uh, some interesting matchups and uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. Most stuff. Can't wait. Right on. All right. So that's our little recap of round two. And uh, like the commander says, get out and vote. Let's make this happen. So up next, Commander Quetros. 
you finally watched some rebels, right? Oh yes, I did. I finally got the, I took a, well, to answer a job of the butts email, um, we made it a point for this week t- for me to watch some rebels and comment on them. Right on. Um, so we're going to do, we're going to do spark of rebellion part one and two. We're going to mm-hmm. kind of, we're just going to talk about our five favorite things out of each episode. And, uh, before, like before we get into your, well, before we get into our five things, without you telling me any of your favorite things, what, you know, what were your initial thoughts here? What did, what did you expect going into it? And did it live up to any expectations you had? Um, my initial thoughts were, can this crew, can these, these characters, you don't hear much about rebels little, I mean, you do, you do, but you don't like, are they, can they stand on their own as like, um, as good or as good as the clone wars characters. Um, cause none of these are in other, um, these are completely brand new characters. Right. Um, for the most part for this, for this crew. I mean, I know in the future episodes, Ahsoka shows up. I know that, <clears throat> but like, can these characters be compelling enough and can they bring enough to the table, um, to, to be held in their own, esteem like their own you know level can we look at these characters and be like are they yeah there's they're as cool as luke and obi-wan and yoda and and, um and so so that's what i was thinking about and then i watched it and so my my first impressions were um they're cool i like them all it kind of reminds me a little bit of firefly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know oh i could see that yeah and i like firefly a lot i like how you know like every character had their own little they brought their own little you know as a good crew should that there shouldn't be like two of the same type of person you know zeb reminded me of like the adam uh, the baldwin character is that his name uh, oh yeah jane jane yeah yeah and then you know you had your uh sabine with uh the little explosives um she's kind of like um kind of like the mechanic in a way from firefly you had um the the pilot and hera was that her name yeah hera kind of being like the pilot from firefly you know and the mix between her and uh um mix between um she was like more of a like a ba character mm. got her name and yeah, the pilot for her name either. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the Nathan Fillion character uh, being, um, Canon, uh, how do you say, is it Canaan? Canaan Jarris? Yeah. Right. And then, um, so I thought, I thought it was like, there's some, some comparisons there. And then, um, and then, the, oh, and the robot was cool too. Uh, Chopper. Is that his name? Yeah. Chopper's awesome. Yeah, Chopper is pretty cool. So it's always cool to see another like R2 type character, you know, saving the day, of course, and, you know, having a personality as a robot and not, um, you know, not just being a droid, but like droid with the personality, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. He's kind of like, uh, 
He's like, you know how R2 kind of picks on 3PO and he's like sarcastic or whatever. Chopper like takes it up like a few notches in that area. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty hilarious. He's one of my favorite droids. But, you know, all the droids are one of my favorite droids. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. So so did it did you have any like expectations? You know, oh, well, you said, can it live up? Yeah. Obviously, you can't really say if if it's going to live up to to Clone Wars status yet because you've only watched the two episodes. But does it have the potential? Maybe. Yeah. Do you think it has the potential? Um, I think it could. I think I definitely got to get into him some more. I definitely think I could grow to uh, enjoy the characters uh, and, 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 and root for them and, um, you know, make sure, you know, and, and have some like uh, some concern if they're in peril or whatnot, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's basically my expectations is can I grow to like love these characters? Okay. Okay. I think I think I should I think I could be I think I could because I mean at I didn't want to watch any more I just wanted to watch these two and I wanted to watch more so, nice. so that's that's a good sign yeah that's always a good sign yeah okay so for me I I watched this when it aired and you know I went into it with a kind of a negative attitude because oh. well. I mean, as you know, I love the Clone Wars. Yeah. And when Disney took over Lucasfilm and canceled the Clone Wars, I, like many others, were bitter. You know, we were mad because, I mean, they didn't even end it, really. They were just like, yep, we're done, you know. And they're like, we're going to make our own animated series, which, I mean, it had Dave Filoni, so that was good, I guess. But. I went into it with, okay, let's see what they can do with this. You know, like, you know, come on, what are they, you know, I'm just like, this is going to be, you know, my, my thoughts going in, I'm like, this is going to be terrible, you know? And I did not like it when I watched it. I'm like, this is like, it did not feel like what I wanted it to feel like, you know, I'm like, this is not like the clone wars. The clone wars was gritty and, dark in a lot of ways and this just felt like bright at the time it felt like bright happy disney cartoon to me and i'm like this is cheesy but i was like i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna keep watching it and and i watched it all the way through you know as it aired i kept you know i either dvr'd it or or tuned in the day that it was on and it got better you know like i felt like season one was just kind of eh and then by season two, I was really into it. So, you know, that was way back then. Now, I told you before that I was, you know, I've been trying to rewatch Rebels. Yeah. And I always lose track of it a lot of times because, you know, whatever we're, what, you know, whatever we're going to cover on our show, I watch that, you know, because I don't have a ton of time to watch a bunch of stuff. So, um, so I would lose track of it, but so I watched it this week, the first two episodes and I'm like, I'm like, wow, how things have changed. You know, I'm like, this is, this is really star Wars. You know, it did at, at that time when it came out, I think I was just mad. I didn't want to like it, you know? So I was looking for everything I didn't like. Um, and this time I'm just like, this is really good. It, it starts out 
classic Star Wars style with a, right. a young kid staring yeah. out at the horizon and, uh, you know, the Star Destroyer at the beginning coming on the screen. So it, it had right. all your like, you know, your classic Star Wars stuff. And it's really kind of dark at the beginning, you know, with with Vader talking to that Inquisitor. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, talking wow, the, the children of the of the Jedi. Children of the Force, yeah. Of the Force, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. To me, I'm just like, wow, you know, however many years ago that was that this came out, I kind of want to go and yell at that version of me and be like, dude, what are you thinking? I mean, this is really good. It's way better than, I just, I guess my feelings towards it have changed over the years, obviously, because I kept telling you that you should watch it. I think it's good. So that's just like, you know, my little recap of, of how I've grown with Rebels and then, oh, and there's something else I wanted to say is you started watching season one of the Clone Wars, right? That's where you started back in the, yeah. you know, and it was kind of cheesy, right? Yeah, a little bit. Right. That's how I felt about these two episodes when they aired. And I'm like, but looking at it now, I'm like, wow, this is a way better start than the Clone Wars had. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. Clone Wars had all the characters and all the cool stuff, but it was very... I don't want to keep using the word cheesy, but that's all I've got. It was very cheesy where this, this feels like you're heading towards rogue one or towards a new hope. It's got that darkness. It's got that star Wars feel to it. It's got the star Wars characters. I just, I think it, it's definitely got a good start. Yeah. It's got a cool heist in the beginning. You know, you get to see them all, um, you know, use their talents, you know, um, the strength or the explosiveness or the piloting or, or the overall, you know, um, you know, just making a plan and having it, you know, work out and for the, you know, everyone kind of used their own skills, I guess, and showed off their skills at the beginning and, um, to get the job done, you know, just kind of cool. Um, right. But I mean, but I was kind of like, as as you thought, it's, it's classic Star Wars. I'm like, can they find a better way to start it? Like, this is a trope, like, to me. Like, uh, right. It was one of my, because, you know, we have to have likes and dislikes. It's actually mm-hmm. one of my dislikes. It's like, it starts off exactly like a new hope. <laughs> and, even, and then a spark of the rebellion is like, can they come up with a... a like, I know. They're, they're less original than we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's like it's so on the money uh, that there's no new, like, intro. It's always like an orphan kid with no, no, it's even like right on the money for Disney. It's an orphan kid yeah. with, with, no, with no parents involved, like no authority, just wild stallion, like wild kid living on his own. You know, of course, it's every kid's fantasy to, like, not have their parents around and be completely, you know on their own but you know i mean does it have to like everything has to start this way like um but i guess it has to because i mean or else you can't rip a kid away from from their parents uh like they did in uh the phantom menace (laughs) yeah very true good point yeah so i mean i just thought maybe it'd be nice to start a show without or a whole new timeline or a whole new story without the same beginning mm-hmm. i thought that so that was that was kind of what hurt it a little bit in my 
if I have to give it some some originality points, it gets like a one or a two. Oh you yeah, because yeah, I, I was just like, wait a minute, this is the same thing, <laughs> only different characters. It's a good but, point, man. I mean, they they've done it with with the original trilogy, with the sequel trilogy, with this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't argue that at all. That's that's a good point. I guess you know, for me, saying that it it started out like Star Wars, I guess you know, it was my realization of years ago where I'm like, this is cheesy, nothing like the clone wars. I guess that that kind of helped me look at it a different way, but, but yeah, you're right. It, it's the same. And it's a Disney thing. It's a Disney theme. Like you said, it's the yeah. same. They need to hop out of that box and, and try a new intro. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. But yeah. Moving the parents along is it's been done, but it works. You definitely feel sad for for the kid, you know, little orphan Annie. You know, so. <laughs> see, I don't feel anything for Ezra. <laughs> Ezra's like, if we want to, you know, mention any dislikes, Ezra is one of my dislikes. Yeah, I'm not it's a like, fan. It's like Aladdin. You remind me of Aladdin. Oh yeah, and that's that's straight back from when I watched it when it aired too. I felt the same way as, as you're saying right now. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe we can kind of delve into a dislike, I guess. But uh, I didn't really like how he, I get it. He's an orphan and he needs to eat, right? But he goes and basically whatever scams the stormtroopers, he steals one of their radios and calls in an emergency. Basically, you think, oh, wow, this kid's going to help, you know, this farmer or market, you know, uh, merchant yeah and and it's like oh this is cool and then he starts taking the stuff from the guy and it's like dude and then he steals from you know to run through the episode he steals from you know the the new hero group a couple of times and i'm just like i don't know this kid's annoying um um, (laughs) to speak to that real quick to touch on that point um what you're talking about is saving the cat and he's not saving the cat he's um so they're trying something a little bit different. So they're giving you the orphan, but like a selfish orphan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not saving the cat. He's not, he's not, the cat's not in danger and he's not going up to the tree and getting it down. He's like making it worse. You know, he's, you know, not saving the cat. So it's, it's putting, it's, it's, it's making it off putting, I guess, than what yeah. you think a good guy should do. Right. Which is probably, I would assume what they were shooting for. Right. Know? But yeah, good point on the save the cat. I actually read that. <laughs> um, so, all right. So your first like, let's, let's jump into these like number one, or did you do it in any, did you do yours in any order or anything? Yeah, like I just went in kind of order or? of the episode. Oh, okay. Um, I like seeing Vader right off the rip. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so he's the main villain. Cool. And he's talking about the emperor. So cool. So like, Oh, and it, like it's the as the empire. I'm like, cool. Like we get to see the empire, like being the empire. Yeah. Like we don't we don't see that. Oh, we see it a little bit in. Well, we see it in Rogue One, but I mean that was like not you know, not to the extent of like a TV show. You know, for for you know, I mean, so and then this was in 2014, and we don't we Rogue One didn't happen until what like. 17 or I don't know 
something like that. Yeah, 18? I don't, I don't remember. It was about what year it was. Well, fifteen was the Force Awakens, so it was either sixteen or seventeen. Right, sixteen or seventeen. Right. Um. So not so a couple more years, we get into like. So seeing the Jedi, the Empire, and being the Empire in their full strength was cool. And then, so then we get introduced to the Inquisitor, which, you know, was intriguing. Do you know about the Inquisitor at all? Like, what his deal is? Uh, just a little bit. Um, the one thing I do know is is what I said last week, you know, always to there or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they could paint it any way they want, but did you see his eyes? He's got the right. red and yellow Sith eyes, so. They made a point to show him a bunch of times. Yeah, but, eh, maybe a few too many times in my opinion, but uh, but yeah, they, they definitely wanted you to know that he is a wielder of the dark side. Yeah, I don't know a ton about the Inquisitors other than what they kind of already say, like you know, the Inquisitor is out there to hunt down, you know, children of the Force, kill any Jedi they see. But I don't know if they ever really come out and say why they want him to take the children of the Force. I don't know if maybe at that point Palpatine's thinking about building a Sith army. I don't know. That much I don't know. Um, I don't know. It set the stakes, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that um, there's. Jedi still alive, they're in hiding, and the Empire is trying to root them out and, you know, destroy them, which is cool. So, I mean, right off the bat, I was in. Like, all right, we got the Empire. We got Jedi out there, you know. We've got, they're they're on the run, and, like, you know, this is the Empire being full Empire, too, which is cool. Yeah, like, you see the oppression. Yeah, the oppression. Like right away. Now you see the stormtroopers and those and uh, the officer's gear and everything, you're like, all right, I'm in. I know where I'm at, you know, timeline-wise. Yeah. This is good. And then, and then we see um, Agent Callus, uh, the ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau. Um, so then, you know, so we see a clear line, a clear chain of, of bad guys. It's going to be Callus, and then this Inquisitor, and then Vader, and then the Emperor. So... Right. You see all the steps right away. That's good that you picked that up on your your first watch. That's cool. Yeah. So I like the. Oh, so I gave you a couple of likes right there. The stormtroopers and the empire. Very cool. Um, kind of going into that similar order of the episode. My first one is it doesn't waste any time showing you who the Jedi are. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. And it's got this really cool scene where, you know, after Ezra stole all the, you know, stole the vegetables or fruit or whatever from that person that, you know, we thought he was helping. I mean, he did kind of help him, but, uh, you know, he's up on that rooftop and he's like, all of a sudden he's like spaced out for a second. And he's like, well, that was weird. Yeah. And he like looks over to the other side and you see down on the ground, uh, Kanan standing with his back turned towards Ezra. And he, he, Ezra's staring at Kanan, and then all of a sudden, Kanan slowly turns around, like he, you know, he senses him through the Force. Very, and Ezra, yeah. Ezra ducks, and I'm like, okay, so we, I mean, you kind of know, at the very least, you know, Ezra is going to be some Force wielder or whatever at this point because he's the, you know, the main attraction of the show. But they show you exactly, you know, they show you Kanan right off the boot, like this is, you know, 
this is your Jedi master, you know, and uh, it was just, it was a cool way to introduce them. I really liked it. Yeah, no, they, like you said, they didn't waste no time at all. We found out real fast that um, faster than I thought maybe we should have found out, you know, I thought maybe keep it a little bit of mysterious for a couple episodes, but I mean, we see it all right away. We see that connection that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me of um, reminds me of the Kylo Ren K two S one O. Is that the right numbers? Um, oh, Ray, F- uh, FN FN two one eight something. I don't remember. You're talking Finn. about uh, Finn, yeah? Because I mean, he he looks over at Finn. Right. Kind of kind of reminds me of like that look. FN two one eight seven. Is that his number? Close enough. That sounds about right. <laughs> Let us know if I'm not right. I should be right. Maybe. Anyways. I just know him as Finn. Finn. <laughs> so that reminds me of that kind of like um connection that they had that they that happens. I mean, he's just like walking around. He's in charge of the of the group and um he's not really um and I'm wondering because that's the thing. It's like he gets uh, fast forward. He's got the holocron, right? Mm-hmm. That that's a holocron or whatever. Yeah. Is it? It remind. Didn't didn't Obi Wan say to like go into hiding? Did yeah. he tell the Jedi to go into hiding? Yeah. And this guy's like not in hiding. <laughs> I mean, he is. Uh, keep watching. I mean, he okay. is kind of he's kind of in hiding as in, yeah, he, you know, in the next episode, he reveals his little secret. But right. Um, he's still kind of in hiding. He's, you know, he's working with a crew that steal from the Empire and he's just he hasn't been showing that he's, you know, a Jedi, I guess, up until the end of that episode. But there's a little bit more to his story that that you'll learn as you watch okay yeah i'm just wondering that he's pretty he's pretty um for being in hiding he's pretty much he's pretty out there he's yeah and uh so i found that a little bit weird that he'd be so willing to show himself reveal himself i mean i guess we'll see in the in the obi-wan series though is is obi-wan really going to just be in hiding you know i think that uh, aside from Yoda chilling on Dagobah, I feel like feel like some of these other Jedi are probably like look at Ahsoka. Ahsoka is still in the Mandalorian doing her thing. Um, yeah, so I think that yeah, I mean they're not they're not listening, I guess, but they're Jedi. It's their instinct to to help and do good. So what's your number two? Oh, um, I pretty much I'm at like. I'm at oh. like number uh, three or four, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you my number two then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two is the heist. Yes, the uh, heist is cool. The music is really cool. I, I feel like I've heard that music for it somewhere else. That like, the, it's, I don't even know if it's, I guess it's kind of music, that sound effect, like the jingling kind of sound. Um, I thought that was really cool. It, just, it fit what they were doing. And Kanan walks by and like taps on something. And you see Zeb like, oh, okay, this is my cue. And then he does it for Sabine. And I like how Ezra's on the roof watching it all. Like he's watching it with us, you know. I thought that was really cool. 
but it just goes crazy. Like it goes from like, okay, well, we're just walking through town to Sabine blowing up speeder bikes and they steal these crates with, with, uh, attached to speeder bikes and they're on like this chase. I thought that was a lot of fun. And, you know, it gets all the way to what Ezra steals. Ezra steals some crates from the Empire. Just like, oh, well, I'm going to use this opportunity to take some stuff from these guys that are taking stuff from these guys. And, you know, Kanan's chasing him and uh, stormtroopers are chasing them. And uh, I don't know. It was just it was it was a good action sequence. I liked when Kanan pulls up or the stormtrooper pulls up next to Kanan. And he's like, what does he say? Okay, you got me. I give up. And the stormtrooper's like, what the? And he's like, just kidding. And throws a grenade at him. And then it has like the super cheesy, like hand motion, hand signaling instead of talking with Kanan and Zeb. It's like they're, they're riding right alongside. They could speak to each other and hear what they're (laughs) saying. But you know, Kanan's all like, you know, pointing at the crates or pointing at him and pointing at the crates. And Zeb's just like this smug, like, "Mm," and gives him the thumbs up. (laughs) Right. It was like, it was super cheesy, but it, it worked. I really liked it. Um, especially Zeb, he just like looks forward all like with this tough guy look out his face and gives him the thumbs up, and then he takes the crates. Um, you know, there's more to it that happens there after after that, but but just the whole heist and how it went down and with Ezra watching and like the little you know funny parts in there, I, it was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then Zeb has to do the whole um. Luke Skywalker tactic by putting on the brakes, getting right? Behind, getting behind the other two storm, uh, the stormtroopers that, that that were following him. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty. I was like, hey, I've seen that before. Nice move. <laughs> um, so that was cool. I like I like the heist part. I think it was a cool way to start. You know, who doesn't love a heist? Um, right. Which leads me to my uh, one of my likes is that I like Sabine Ren. Um, no relation to Kylo. Different spelling, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is W R E N, like the bird. Um, let's talk about her real quick. So she's like still in her Mandalorian armor. Um, it's to me, it's red, but was it considered more pink to you, or like she? As we know from those episodes that we just watched, uh, the Siege of Mandalore ones, there was the blue, um, you know. Uh, Bo-Katan uh, Mandalorians and then there was the red ones that belonged to um, what was his name? Darth Maul. Darth Maul. No, yeah, Darth Maul, but what was his two? He had two cronies. Oh, Gar Saxon and Rook. Yeah, Gar Saxon and Rook. Do you think she was on that side of the Mandalorian battles? Mm, I don't know. You'll have to keep watching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they tell us a, quite a bit about her background um so yeah i don't really want to answer that yet um, I, I like her i like how she's total mandalorian using the tricks and she's got some new tricks with like her um um with all the um explosives yeah she loves to blow stuff up yeah she wants to see it too which is cool um so i like that little bit of her so I think that's that's a cool character. Yeah. And, and uh, there's like a little bit of a 
when Ezra gets on a ship and he sees her and he's all like, Oh, who are you? <laughs> it's actually one of my likes. <laughs> it's like, that's hilarious. He's like, my name's Ezra. What's yours? And Zeb grabs him. <laughs> my name's Zeb. You loth rat. <laughs> that's a pretty funny part, but I love when he asks Sabine what her name is and they show her face and she just rolls her eyes like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good part. I like that. Things aren't going to be easy for Ezra. Yeah, Sabine's awesome. She's uh, she's a cool character. I could see why people were hoping to see her in season two of The Mandalorian. Um, she's, I don't know. I'm sure she'll probably show up somewhere at some point in the live action. But, but yeah, I like her. She's cool. I, I think it. I think her armor is like a mix of like red, pink, and purple. Um, she's got all kinds of stuff going on there. Is it Beskar? I don't know. That's uh, that I don't remember. I don't okay. know if they delve into that or, or anything. They probably say something about it, but I don't. I don't really remember that. It should be, I would assume, right? I would assume so. But you never know. Back in the day, they might have thought about having Beskar armor. Well, I mean, the Beskar goes pretty far back, though. So I don't know something to keep in mind, I guess, as, as we run through the series. Um, so that's Sabine was your next, like, yeah. So what are you at four? Yeah. Okay. I like, um, is it my, my turn again or what did you want to go? I'm just trying to think I did my one and two, and then I just basically piggybacked off of yours for my three. So I'm at three and you're at, this would be your fourth. Right. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I like how Zeb doesn't like Ezra. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and he just doesn't trust him and doesn't like him and thinks he's a pest and wants to get rid of him. And um, But, you know, we've come to find out that Ezra's got some potential and some Jedi potential and... uh force wielding abilities so he's going to be overruled as far as what what happens but i just think it's fun to have the character not like one of the characters and they're supposedly like all on the same team i just thought that's kind of fun mm-hmm. yeah that uh i think that goes on for a little while so it, it's still fun for a little while <laughs> um zeb zeb likes to give ezra a hard time <laughs> it's, it's funny that's good yeah, speaking to uh, Ezra's force abilities, you know, when when he's still on the run with that crate and the TIE fighters are chasing him. Um, oh, yeah. And Kanan shows up in the in the ship and he's standing like on the ramp and he's like, you know, get in, kid. Yeah. Um, you know, Ezra thinks about it for a minute and he starts running and, and Kanan's like, Oh, forget the crate. You're never going to make it. Ezra is pushing the crate and he jumps up and like pushes it upwards and lands the crate on the thing. And Kanan's just like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny too, is he's like, Whoa, but he doesn't help the kid up or anything. He lets him climb his way up into the ship. <laughs> um, I just, that was, that was something I sort of liked was he just, I think he obviously he's got to know at that point that, that Ezra's got some kind of force sensitivity, Yeah, but he's not going to help him. 
No. I mean, he helped, he helped him with a ride. He's not going to help him get in the ride. No, if he got up there, if he made the leap, he can get, he can go the rest of the way. He can go the full hundred. Right. He's capable. Um, did you notice that what, right after that, they go to that little town and it's called Tarkin town. Yeah. Tarkin town. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I don't remember. Of course I didn't write down why they called it Tarkin town, obviously because, Oh, cause Tarkin destroyed Tarkin's in charge of that sector and the empire destroyed like their farms or whatever. And they're all homeless. I think right. is what, something interesting in there that you probably wouldn't know as you know, I'm the one that collects action figures. Uh, there's like a spot. And if anyone's listening and wants to look um, 14 minutes, 34 seconds, there's a guy sitting next to a Rodian and the guy is the Ralph McQuarrie concept figure of Han Solo. Um, oh, I'll, I actually just opened this figure. I've had it for years. Um, can you see it? Uh, can you move him down just a hair down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you turn? Yeah. There's the hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, this is a really cool figure too, but yeah, I was like, I paused it at that spot. I'm like, no way. And, uh, it looks just like him. You know, yeah. obviously it's not Han Solo, but it, they used that concept for a character in the, in the series. And they also, um, I believe Zeb is the Chewbacca concept. It's very similar. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So they're like throwing a lot of Macquarie artwork into this and into rebels. And I thought that was really cool. They're, um, they're using their, their, their resources, their, right. Um, that they have at their disposal to, to not have to like, um, reinvent the wheel. They have, they have already all this, all the stuff at their disposal that they can pick from, which is right. Which is funny because I remember (laughs) pretty sure Kathleen Kennedy at one point said that they didn't have any, stuff to uh go back on and and pull from hey a, a little bit past that they meet up with their guy um i just got him on the screen here real quick he's at 1452 um their uh, contact yeah is that his name zago visago well visago okay yeah. gotcha. um is he he's got the horns and the one half broken horn have we seen him before or, or do we know him from anywhere else? He looks familiar. Yeah. I've can't say that I've ever seen him anywhere. Um, he wasn't in uh, the bar scene. Was he in a new hope? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's possible. That's not him. Is it? So, Oh, you know, I think I know who you're talking about. It's, it's a, the same race. I don't know if it would be the same character. Cause I think oh, okay. that character had, which I guess that could always change, had both of his horns. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. I actually, I, no, I don't have him over there. I have him somewhere though. I don't even remember that guy's name, but I don't, I don't think it was the same name. So I was just making sure cause he looked familiar or at least, or at least I guess his race is familiar. He said, Dev, uh, Dev Iranian, Deveronian. Yeah. yeah. Deveronian. Yep. Um, the guy in the Mandalorian season one played by Clancy Brown, I believe uh-huh. That's, that was the same race, the Deveronian. Okay. There it is. That's probably where I'm at then. Possibly. Um, no, it's cool that, that you have, you're picking up where you're seeing these, uh, different races and stuff. Right. 
There's definitely a lot of guys to keep track of. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's uh, so much content. So, um, cool. I got one more. I got one more like for this episode. Um, did you, did you do all of yours? Um, I think I got, yeah, I did. I, I've actually talked about everything. So my Firefly crew was my last one, which I already kind of spoke about. Okay. You know, the Firefly type type crew that we were looking at. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My, my last like for this episode also kind of rolls into another dislike that I have on the, in that Tarkin town, Ezra sees, he doesn't see Kanan and Hera selling the arms to, uh, to Visago, but he sees, um, Sabine and Hera or no Sabine and Zeb, um, open up some other crates and there's a bunch of food in it and they're giving free food to all of these people that the empire made homeless. Right. And it was really cool. It was cool to see that, you know, we're seeing the kind of people that these, you know, so-called rebels are. And, uh, and Ezra gets to see it, but it doesn't really, it sort of registers with him. Like he's, you know, someone says thank you to him and he's like, well, I didn't do anything, you know? So he's sort of getting it. But then right after that, he goes and steals a holocron and a lightsaber from Kanan. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still kind of being a jerk. And, and they they were talking to him. Like they were speaking like the lightsaber and holocron were like wanting to be found by him. Yeah. I think he was feeling that. But, in, but you know, instead of asking like, where is the stuff from? He just pockets the holocron and then ignites the lightsaber. Right. Um which apparently he didn't know that that was a lightsaber. I mean, this is something that bothers me a, a lot of times in star Wars is how do people not know who the jet? Okay. You know who the Jedi are, you know what they wield. How do you not know that what's in your hand is a lightsaber? They, they do that a lot. They did that with, um, in the force awakens, you know, Ray, I thought Luke Skywalker was a myth. The Jedi are real. Yeah. How much, how much time passes here for this stuff, especially rebels. Rebels is right after Rebels is basically a sequel to the Clone Wars. You know, how does he not? I don't know. It just it bothered me. It, I'm just like, you know, Kanan's like hand over the lightsaber. And he's like, isn't that the weapon of a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you not know? <laughs> See, I think that would have been cool. Like, did, did Kanan if we didn't know Kanan was a Jedi? Like, did he kill a, a Jedi and take his weapon? You know what I mean? Like, how bad? Like how, but, but we kind of know already that he's a Jedi. So there's no mystery there. Like he's, you know what I mean? Which, which rolls into one of my points. I don't know where you, did you want to keep talking? Well, I was just going to touch on that. Whereas, you know, Ezra doesn't know that he's a Jedi. So yeah, I mean, that could make sense as far as, you know, he thinks that he, you know, maybe killed a Jedi and took his weapon or whatever, but he still doesn't know that that's a lightsaber until, Kanan tells him well I think maybe if you don't if you've never watched Star Wars like let's pretend like that's the thing the that's what I want to talk about really is like I think this show is geared towards seven eight year olds you know yeah I've probably never watched Star Wars or this is their first Star Wars show this is to get them hooked you know this is why it's like a little educational thing yeah 
I gotcha. I mean, the animation is a little bit like not as, um, it seems a little bit more, I mean, it's, it's definitely detailed, but it's not like, it's a little bit more bubbly, I guess, than the Clone Wars. If I, if, I, if that's a term, <laughs> it's just the only way I can make sense of it. It's like, it doesn't seem as like, uh, hard lined as, uh, the Clone Wars. Okay. Seems like there's more rounded edges, softer. It's easier to kind of, it's easier, easier on the eyes. There's not much to, you know, just not as detailed. So it's easier to kind of like process. Gotcha. So I don't know. I just think the whole overall thing, the overall like presentation just seems like it's, it's geared towards younger children than, than Clone Wars or, or where I'm at, you know, (laughs) and uh, just everything just seems, easier to to take in yeah i guess that's probably the the disney in it Um, oh yeah it makes sense so i guess that's one of my you know dislikes i wish it would have been a little bit more clone wars-esque but it's not that it's not bad i mean it's still it's still it looks great um so anything else with uh with that episode um, I, you know, you said the music was good. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was up to the level of other Star Wars projects. Oh, I mean, I just meant the heist part. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I liked the heist part. That was cool. I think for some reason it wasn't as impactful. It wasn't like as in your face. It was more background and. Yeah. Like way background. You barely yeah. notice it. Yeah. yeah. You barely even notice it. Whereas like in other Star Wars parts of the franchise i mean it is like front and center you know um driving the story like this seemed like it was just there you know it wasn't like a big part of it and it definitely so this is like star wars kind of um i'm searching for the word reduced (laughs) Uh, i can't argue with that i just Googled too. It was the same uh, composer for the Clone Wars that did the music too. Uh, it Kevin was? Kiner. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like. Very different. Yeah. It seemed like he was on a different wavelength on this one or something. Yeah. They're like, Let, don't make it as impactful. <laughs> make it more subtle. Right. Now, I mean, that can all change, you know, throughout the series. I don't really recall off the top of my head, but it might get better. But. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It it was very it was barely noticeable through these episodes. Yeah. Oh, and then one other thing too about about it was when I think this was the it was the part one when Sabine, Kanan, and Zeb go to find the Wookiees. I think it was right at the end of the episode. They like go onto that Star Destroyer or whatever to find these uh Wookiees that were captured. And they have uh, Zeb like in cuffs and Kanan's like, have you ever, what you've never seen or the stormtroopers stop him and he has to explain what they're doing. And he's like, you know, we've got, we've got a prisoner or whatever. And and he's like, what, you've never seen a hairless Wookiee <laughs> and, and Zeb like makes this really like horrible uh, Wookiee impression sound like a growl. <laughs> um, was it, was that in the second part? No, I think I thought it was at the very end of the first part. Um, 
Oh, and he knocks out a couple of them? 20 minutes, 50 seconds. Should be, yeah, I mean, that's got to be right at the end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, because he like growls and then he doesn't give them a chance to, you know, decide if if he really is a Wookiee or not. He just like punches the oh, stormtroopers. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. And and like coming out of my first viewing of Rebels, I wasn't really a big fan of Zeb, but he made me laugh a few times in these two episodes. Yeah, he's just like a big massive uh alien and and uh he's uh uses his bronze first, which is cool. Which which why it reminds me of um the Adam Baldwin guy, Jane. Yeah, like- so the same way. Yeah, he just kind of goes in without thinking. Yeah, and he's funny. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Good, it's definitely a good comparison there. So I don't. know. Did you want to letter grade these episodes or? Um, sure, we can. I'll think about it right here on the spot. I yeah, think I haven't it, really thought about it either. If I had to give it a grade, this one here, I think I'd give it a B. Like a solid B. Yeah, like a solid B. Get right in the middle, B. Yeah, I could see that. Because, yeah, I mean, it doesn't do anything spectacular. kind of follows, you know, follows a typical theme, but it does have some bright spots. So, yeah, I, I'll i probably go with your assessment there. I think so. I think that's fair. Um, now, if you, well, let's see. If I, if I go back and letter grade the first episode of The Clone Wars, I'd give that an A. Because it was Yoda and three clones destroying a bunch of droids, and it was cool. Right on. So part two, Spark of the Rebellion, you know, the to recap a little, the first episode ends with um Hera find Hera and Ezra in the ship finding out that there's a trap laid out for the crew that's on the Imperial ship. There's no Wookiees aboard, which they thought they were going to rescue. Um it's just Imperials waiting to capture them. So Ezra like goes in kind of unwillingly goes in to warn them that there's a trap and uh and what he gets captured right it's kind yeah of yeah uh, agent callus captures him yeah so and zeb's like you know sorry kid later you know you did good <laughs> yeah um which which was I, I was like oh man he's he left him like that's different all right yeah that's good stuff yeah that was cool I mean, he doesn't care about Ezra, you know? No. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't really know where, I, where I'm at with the you did good part. Like, I don't know if he meant it. I don't think he meant it. I think he was just trying to be nice, I think, you know, to, to make himself feel better for leaving him. I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to think that he is because I can kind of show in his eyes that he's a little sad about him. So I, I think I'm going to take the opposite of okay. that. He's not sad because Kanan and them are going to find out and be mad at him. <laughs> oh, I guess he could be sad about that too. Yeah. I, I liked how they timed up the whole anti-gravity part. You know, Kanan was fully in control. He's like, he knew this was going to happen. And as they met the stormtroopers and, um, agent Callus, um, as they met up, like it, it uh, lined up with Ren t- turning off the anti-gravity for a little bit. 
so they got to go through that battle in like zero G, which was pretty cool. You don't see oh, much yeah. zero G in, in Star Wars. But uh, you know, they're doing something to keep everybody's feet on the ground, which is cool. Nice. Yeah, I forgot about that part. So that was when that was after Ezra showed up to warn them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all three of them were together. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I kind of struggled with getting like five likes for this episode, to be honest. It was just your typical good guys trying to rescue people that, you know, uh, you know, they were trying to rescue Wookiees so they wouldn't be enslaved, which is cool. I guess that can be a like. Um, yeah. And then like the little kid takes off and and the, the one thing I thought was, I guess my, my top like for the episode was when Kanan shows off his little, you know, I'm going to reveal that I'm a Jedi. I thought was, you know, it shifted to like some forcey Jedi kind of, you know, music in the background. And he like, he tells or no, before that he tells Hera that they're going to do a 22 pickup and whatever that's supposed to mean. And Ezra's like, are you going to let me in on the secret? And Kanan's like, kid, I'm about to let everyone in on the secret. Yeah. And like, that's when like the music gets to little, you know, forcey sound and he climbs over the crates and he's tilting his head to block right. the blasters and screws a little top of his lightsaber in and ignites it. Um, and while I guess while he's walking towards Callus tells all of his guys to hold their fire and, uh, they're all just watching and he ignites the lightsaber and the callus is like, focus your fire on the Jedi. Yeah. You know, I thought that was cool. Um, I remember liking that my first time through watching it. And uh, I don't know. Kanan is one of my favorite uh, characters. One of my favorite Jedi. I, I like him a lot. So that was one of my, I think my biggest likes for the episode. Um, Yeah, I liked all the, the callbacks, you know, just the stuff that we would know about. Um, calling out a, a job of the hut when Ezra's in the, um, is locked up, you know, after Callus captures him, puts him in that room. Right. He's like, What's your name? He's like, job of the hut. All right, Mr. <laughs> hut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Callus has no, no sense of humor, but then he's like, he sees a plan or something. He knows that they're going to come back to get him. So it shows a little bit smarts on his part. Mm-hmm. And I think, did he set up the whole Wookiees being in? Well, he he knew that they would go after the Wookiees or something if if they made mention of it, right? A stormtrooper, I think, hands Callus the helmet that Ezra was wearing. Okay, so he knew that Ezra heard what their plans were. Okay, so he readjusted to set a trap. Very good. Yeah, very good. This guy would be good at chess. You know, yeah, set a set a trap. Um, so he's he's starting to show like he's got some ability to. You know why he's not just a regular stormtrooper or whatever. So it's good to see this guy have some some smarts. And um, they, you know, um, Ezra talks about it. He brings up the emperor, and you know, and they talk about the spice mines and the Wookies. You know, the spice mines of Kessel. So right. it was cool to get some like references to other other Star Wars things and. Um, it's cool that this is not, this show is not going to like completely, you know, like uh, pretend those things aren't around, mm-hmm. which would makes it easy to get into. So 
a little bit of um, not fan service, but you know, a little bit light fan service. <laughs> it kind of gives you like it gives you an idea of exactly where you're at in yeah. the in the Skywalker saga, basically. Right. So we got we got all that going on, and um, I just thought you know everything just pretty much happened without any um, without any issues really. Ezra got uh, got away pretty quick, pretty easy. <laughs> you know, you just hid behind some stairs, and then stormtroopers oh, yeah. walked in, and well, oh, where'd he go? And he got out, and he's uh, he's crawling through the exhaust of everything. Seems like he's that's what he likes to do. He can get through the ship, through the ghost, uh, through all the exhaust, and he can get through this ship through the exhaust. Like he kind of knows his way around. Um, HVAC systems, which is kind of funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. He kind of gives you an idea of, of what he's been doing before, you know, before he meets these people. Yeah. You know, his ways of surviving and scamming and whatever else. So, yeah, I mean, everything pretty much goes off, goes up without, goes off without a hitch. And, um, basically, um, you know, the Wookiees, they do find some Wookiees. There are there really were some Wookiees that that needed you know, when they got to what Kessel, and uh, right. they, were, they were able to rescue the Wookiees and everything except for the. And I think one of the Wookiees actually gets killed. Which, oh, which does he? Yeah, he gets hit huh. um, when they're doing a battle with the stormtroopers before. Oh uh, uh, yeah, um, reveals himself, which which to me I thought was pretty cool. You know, at least. Um, at least we get to see something like that. And then um, we get to see Ezra open up to Holocron. Oh, yeah. That's when we see uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I thought that was cool. I liked that. Yeah, that was cool. So we get to see these characters kind of interact with things that we know of. And so they're not strangers to us. So, uh, you know, we get to see uh, Obi- Obi-Wan talking to him. So he's like, okay, so we know this Kenan guy knows Obi-Wan. So, you know. He's got to be good, and he's a Jedi, so we're going to root for him, basically. Yeah, it doesn't um, show the whole message that he leaves, though. Obi Wan doesn't. I don't think it plays the whole message until the end when, right, when Kanan is listening or watching it, right? Yeah, I think that's when you hear the whole thing. It seems like Kanan and Hera are like um, they're kind of like testing Ezra throughout this episode like to see what he would do mm-hmm. and they both come to the conclusion that he's um, he's worth taking on and has a good heart but they drop him off just to see again what he would do and then um, Kanan um, does he use force projection yeah I'm not too clear on that because in my opinion I don't think he's powerful enough to do force projection but i don't know really what else that could have been unless they were making you think that he was there (laughs) but he was just you know communicating with ezra telepathically not really sure what was going on there because i don't i guess i don't know i don't want to spoil anything about kanan but i just don't think he's that powerful that's like well, that's Jedi Master Luke doing something like that. It just seems a little much for, you know, this measly rebel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
I just thought because I mean he was there, but then he wasn't there, like a little bit ago, like after you know Ezra's looking at the holocron and he he was there talking to him, and then he was at the ship. Right. So it's like, were they implying that he's using it? Because that's what I got out of it, and I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not too sure where they were going with that. Um, I mean, I guess cool if he's projecting. I just didn't strike me that that would be something Kanan could do. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of was a little unsure about my likes in this episode. Not that it was a bad episode. I just couldn't really. Nothing really happened other than Kanan opened the holocron or Ezra opened the holocron and. Kanan shows he's a Jedi. Callus, oh, Callus. When um, when Ezra goes to get the 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 baby Wookie, and they're like on that bridge, and Callus has him like at gunpoint, and uh, and Kanan comes up standing on the ship, yeah, and like deflects the blaster and hits Callus off of the bridge, and like you get to you see that he's hanging on under there and this, there's a stormtrooper hanging there from when Ezra, like I think slingshotted him right. and hit him off. And you, hear <laughs> the, that, you hear the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Oh my God. You hear that in dude? I've been hearing that in everything lately, like all yeah. the Marvel films, like everything. It's crazy. Um, but there's just said stormtrooper chilling down there and he's like, first Jedi you've ever seen, sir. And Callus kicks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. It was hilarious, though. I'm just like, this is good. Yeah, um, good stuff. Yeah, and then you know, Hera and Kanan testing, like you were saying, they were testing Ezra, and it, and in the end, he's like, okay, I'm going to go with you guys. And you know, Kanan puts his hand on his shoulder, like like a master would to a Padawan. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's really all I've got. Yeah, same here, except for Kanan's like shoulder like um armor is there anything to that or why he wears just half a half of armor i'm not sure in all honesty i think they were just trying to like bridge over from the clone wars you know how like the jedi all had little parts of body armor on in the clone wars um i don't know i mean there's a symbol on it i don't know what the symbol means oh okay yeah i was gonna ask about the symbol I don't know a lot, I guess, about rebels. Um, I just, you know, so like stuff like there's some stuff where I'm like, yeah, you know, you'll, you got to keep watching. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, I don't even remember, <laughs> you know, I mean, they might touch on that armor piece for all I know, but I, I feel like it's more of just a cosmetic thing. Okay. Like, oh, this would be cool if I wear it like over here. <laughs> you know? Make them look cool. Okay. That yeah, works. maybe. Um, you know, I'm sure. There's got to be somebody out there listening that probably is like fives, dude. You got to know this stuff. And I mean, hey, let us know, I guess, right? Right. No, for sure. That's why we got the emails at clonearmyradio at gmail.com. Or they could uh, tweet us at clonearmyradio. There you go. On Twitter. Anything else you got on this one? On this one, no. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, they get in and they get out. They go back in. <laughs> they, they they pretty much have you know free reign as far as where they want their ship to be. I guess, I guess it's, it's got some cloaking capability, not cloaking, but 
and the sensors it it reads that it doesn't it reads different ships or something oh yeah i think that's how they that's why they call it the ghost yeah okay that makes sense i never even caught that i don't even like you saying it i remember them explaining that but i didn't i didn't put it together yeah like it reads as a different as different ships so they can kind of trick people into thinking they're somebody else right so that's pretty cool that's cool uh tool to have at their disposal sounds like something han solo should have had yeah then he wouldn't have had to dump his cargo and jabba wouldn't have been mad at him <laughs> totally hmm. any smuggler would probably want that kind of and um you know want that kind of technology right my last thing is um uh is Agent Callus, um, his chops, his super chops, his super. <laughs> what do you think of? What do you think of? Are they just trying to make somebody look cool? Like, like here we haven't done this before. We haven't given somebody some some chops, you know. Yeah, I mean, I. It's all I could think of is just something different. Yeah, and it's kind of weird too, though, when you think about it, because all the Imperials are clean shaven, right? So. Right. Maybe just so he stands out. I guess so. That's pretty much all I got. So this episode, part yeah. two. Part two, I think it was, you know, another B. Yeah. You know, didn't knock my socks off, but it didn't, you know. And like I said, I wanted more. So. Oh, you did say that. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, I wanted to see more. I'm intrigued okay. by the crew and their mission and what they're doing and. If Ezra gets um, trained, um, you know, if they run into the Inquisitor, you know, what happens? You know, is Zeb going to like Ezra eventually? Um, is Ezra going to, and, and uh, Sabine going to be in a relationship? Um, you know, is Hera and um, Kanan going to be a couple? Like, you know what I mean? It's like. Oh, you didn't <laughs> pick up on their little. Like they uh, well, kind of they kind of touch on those two being something. Yeah, it kind of yeah. seems that way. They're they're like the mom and dad of the crew. Yeah, it seems like like they're they're the leaders. Seems um, like what they say goes. Zeb and I mean they did a little democracy thing, but you know, really it came down to them. Right. Very cool. Uh. Yeah, I, I would say probably a, a B as well. Talk about rebels being really good, you know, but, but these two episodes, I don't think really show that yet. You know, like you said, you know, it didn't knock your socks off, but, but you want to see more. So that's good. That's, that means you're in for some cooler stuff along the way. My interest Uh, has peaked and I want to keep going. So that's good. Nice. But there is, as you know, when you talk about the clone wars and you're like, is this a kid's show? And you know, you question that a lot. This Rebels, yes, it's a kid's show. At least that's my opinion. I mean, I could be totally wrong for how other adults feel about it, but that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, let us know what you guys think of Rebels. What are your thoughts? Um, It's kind of like my first time, you know, taking a uh, deep dive into it. And like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised. I was kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say dreading watching it, but definitely (laughs) wasn't like, you know, I haven't watched it to this point, so... You know, that says something like, um, 
I don't know, just like from the logo and how the people look, it seemed like it wasn't for me. But I was pleasantly surprised that there's stuff in there that's totally for me. Right. So cool. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you get that from like the the Pixar films and stuff. You know, it's not for you, but they throw in those things where they know like the older crowd will be like, "Oh, I totally get that." Yeah, <laughs> totally. So we got some trivia. Okay. Where the fun begins. Oh, this is going to be easy. All right. Trivia. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So we're doing trivia out of a new box of cards box of cards isn't that a show no it's house of cards house of cards right yeah like it sounded like something familiar when i said it um so i have no idea if any of these are going to be repeats she made a bunch so here we go looks like we got a prequel question okay what did darth sidious want queen amidala to do a Turn over her reign of Naboo to him. B. Sign a treaty that allowed the Trade Federation to use Naboo's water supply. She had to. Okay, that'll be fun to read. Uh, C. Sign a treaty that. Uh, okay, le- she like wrote, ran out of space and wrote like upwards. <laughs> le- <laughs> Sign a treaty that legitimized the Trade Federation's blockade of Naboo. Yes. And D, run for Senate. You're saying C, yeah, C, C. sounds familiar. The other ones don't. Final answer? Final answer. All right. You got it. We C. got it. Well, I just read it. You answered it. <laughs> I, I didn't. None of the other ones made sense. When in doubt, go with C. Nice. <laughs> Back to the high school days. <laughs> right. All right. Into. Let me start over. That's worded really weird. Into what? Into what did Luke Skywalker allow himself to fall on? Huh? I think there's a missing word here. Into what did Luke Skywalker allow himself to fall on Cloud City? Uh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Was it a Tabana duct, ventilation trench, a sewage tunnel, a reactor shaft? I'm going to go with ventilation trench. Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> Was it really a trench, though? I'm assuming we're talking about after Vader says, no, I'm your father, and he falls down. Oh, okay. It's more of like a shaft or a tunnel, I would think. Not, it's definitely not a sewage tunnel. No, it's not a sewage tunnel. See, I always thought it was like a garbage like a garbage chute or something. Oh. 
but that's not one of the options. Oh, now you got me all doubting myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Okay, so what was the last one? A reactor shaft. Boy, oh boy. All right, so we rolled out C. Yeah. C is right out. Um, What was A again? Tabana duct. I think that's a trick question because, you know, he's mining Tabana gas there. Right. So I'm going to say A is out. Well, you said trench? and But but it's at Bespin. Yeah. The question is asking where, what do you allow himself to fall out? To fall on. To fall on. He falls on that antenna. Yeah, see, that would be maybe the reactor shaft then. Because if he's falling on an antenna, well, that's not a duct, a trench, or a tunnel, right? But, I mean, he falls from that structure that's in the middle of... Are they talking about when he's done sliding and... And the doors open, and he's outside that thing that he falls on, or does he fall? Are they talking about when he's talking to Vader? And he's up, and he's like kind of walking off towards the ledge, and then he just like lets himself go. Yeah, I think it's it's worded weird, but I think it's what he falls onto. It says into well, it says into though, so it says into and into. on. Okay, if he, in, he, fall, he falls into, into what? he falls into a shaft of some sort. Yeah. That must be the Tabana gas collector. Would a Tabana gas have like the little chute? You know, he lands on the little chute and it opens up and exhausts. Hmm. I'm stuck, man. I know it's not sewage, but it seems more like a garbage chute. Oh, boys. Into what does he fall? Wait, into what did Luke Skywalker allow himself to fall on? Cloud City. Yeah, like an antenna. But he allowed himself into. to fall on. He allowed himself to fall onto an antenna. <laughs> right. But he Which, also fell from some sort of tower that was in the you know on the top of some sort of shaft that could have been used to collect a banner. In hmm. my opinion. So we're saying A or D. Yeah. Because ventilation trench and sewage tunnel are out. Well, now that the way you explain the question, what it's asking, yeah. Okay. So he falls into a duct and lands onto an antenna, right. which could be, I guess, considered a shaft. So how an the antenna, hell do an we come up not with a shaft? Well, but it's shaft shaped. You know, like what he's. <laughs> I guess what he's on is. I'm just saying, like. Out of these options, that would be the only one. If it's what he lands on, I don't know. I guess we'd go A. It's just confusing to me because it has those little openings. If it's gas, you don't want anything opening because you'll let the gas out, right? Right. I don't know. I'm just saying to me, like, he he lands on, like you said, the antenna, and he falls into what is a duct. So it's A or B. A or D, I mean. I just can't. Let's go A duct. Let's, go, let's just go with a duct. Okay. Final. Yeah. Final. All right. All right. Just to get the answer. <laughs> it was reactor shaft.
Just D? Yeah. Oh, man. That was a poorly worded question. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't like the way that was worded at all. I guess that's what we get for the new the new box. I said I had such a high hope for this one. A new hope, if you will. A new hope. <laughs> all right, here we go. Looks like oh, we're back to uh, we're back to the prequels. Okay. Oh gosh, what? Uh, all right. When working as a waiter at a party in Boss Nass's mansion, what did Jar Jar Binks do? <laughs> working as a waiter? Uh, I guess he was. A oh. Waiter. Okay. Okay. I think I know what they're talking about. This is the reason why he got kicked out, right? I, I think so. But okay. All right. So he broke all the Kadu eggs. B. He forgot to turn off the stove. C. He flooded Boss Nass's mansion. D. He dropped the cake on the floor. Oh man, dude, <laughs> I. I don't know. I I don't even know how to cancel any of these out. Oh, okay. He forgot to turn off the stove. That sounds a little too real world, right? Yeah. All right. So B is out. He's out. I don't know what a kadu egg is. He broke all the eggs. Broke all the eggs, flooded the mansion. Can you flood a mansion when you're underwater? Yeah. Well, they're not they? actually underwater. They're in like bubble houses, right? Yeah, but doesn't he, he not need water or doesn't he not need anything to breathe underwater yeah I don't know if it would like do you think it would ruin his his mansion yeah water coming in probably yeah I don't know another guess drop the cake on the floor I don't know I'm gonna see yeah the mansion the mansion one sounds like it's the most destructive it'll probably be a but something about the eggs yeah yeah should I look? Yeah, well, look. All right. There we go. We got C. We got C. <laughs> See? We know what we're talking about. Yeah. We were just pretending to not know. <laughs> the drama. Yes. All the right. Suspense. Oops. On which planet did young Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn first form a connection? A- Tatooine, B. Malin, Melinda Dan, C. Ban, Bandamir, or D. Telos. Right, well, D is say, out. Yeah. Did, did, what were the two? Anakin and. Uh, young Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn first form a connection. Oh, young Obi Wan. I think I know the answer because I read the master and apprentice book but i still probably get it wrong (laughs) do they even talk about it yeah they must have talked about it way at the beginning i think i feel like they might have well no they don't talk about it in the movie they talk about it in the book but i think they might have brought it up when obi-wan was talking to anakin about sabine or satine are they talking Clone Wars here? No. No, this is saying, like, young Obi-Wan 
first forming his connection with his new master, Qui-Gon Jinn. So this is before the movie, before the Phantom Menace. Yeah, but when would we have known that this took place? Like, this conversation now. When did we get this information? That I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was the book or if it was Clone Wars, but it's either B or C. Yeah, I'd never heard of either one, and none of them are striking a chord, so I'm going to go ahead and defer to you. Uh, I'm going to say C. Okay. Bandamir? Sounds sounds more... Bandamir. See, I know what I'm talking about. There you go. (laughs) That's why you do it. (laughs) It just sounded slightly familiar, but I don't know. Uh, so I think I think these cards, these new cards, are going to be tough but good. Okay, we're going to learn. That's what we want, right? We don't want exactly. easy ones. We don't want two. easy ones. All right, man. So what did we get? We get two for. Did we get two? Yeah, we got three. Did we? Oh well, yeah, one wrong. The one about Bespin. Oh yeah, that was the. What was that one? The shaft thing. Yeah, the ventilation shaft, shaft or whatever. Right. Okay, oh, so the ventilation shaft. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so flooded Boss Nass's mansion. Luke landed on a reactor shaft. Um, Darth Sidious wanted her to sign a treaty for the blockade, and Bandamir. Okay, yeah. So we didn't do too bad then. Right on. So that yeah. is trivia. Trivia. Um, and that's going to wrap it up, right? Yeah, that's it for this episode. So, uh, like I said earlier, you know, go to vote on our uh, Twitter page or, uh, you know, at Clone Army Radio on the Twitter page. And then um, we're on Instagram, Clone Army Radio at Instagram. Um, you can email us at clonearmyradio at gmail.com. Um, that's pretty much all the ways you can get a hold of us or, you know, put in your two cents. And um, the polls will be coming out on Sunday. And since there's less polls, I'll probably just have them all up at the same time and um, be up for a few days. So maybe all the way up till we record on Friday. So cool. So on that note, make sure you vote. That rhymed. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you all next week. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. For his life. Do it. Admiral Yet. The $2 Small Me Cafe is the answer to your day. The question is whether you go with a rich caramel frappe paired with a warm cinnamon roll, a sweet caramel macchiato paired with a blueberry muffin made with real blueberries, or a hot chocolate paired with a classic apple fritter. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't worry, there's never a wrong choice. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.